today on the Modern Dad Society podcast. And this is where they talk about have a healthy work-life balance, work-home balance. Okay, this is breaking down the idea, the core of having a solid balance. Life, he has to fight his demons, change his perspective, leave behind the life of lies and scheming. When your family's at stake, there's no impunity. Every choice he makes can trickle down to his community. Building foundations from hard work and patience. These are the lessons we'll be passing down for generations. A place where men won't just accept their fate quietly. Welcome to the modern dad society. You're listening to my dad, DeShazer. Welcome to the society. Bye-bye. Welcome back to the Modern Dad Society podcast, where we understand that our children learn from our actions, not just our words. We believe in personal development, highlighting the powerful influence of staying present and making conscious choices and shaping our lives and the legacy we pass down to the next generation. Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode. If you're new, make sure you're showing, um, you're following me on other social media platforms um as i put out content there but uh like always if everyone knows what we're about to do <laughs> go ahead and take that deep breath in hold it and exhale with being present in this very moment of gratitude in your soul and love in your heart um today we're gonna have a quick discussion we're gonna break down some ideas on um in this uh law two segment the law too, which is um, in parenting, uh, he shares both the emotional and practical aspects of raising children with his partner. Uh, he, he strives to balance work and family life, valuing, valuing quality time spent with his children. He stays present and becomes conscious always, which I think I'm going to change that to he becomes conscious and stays present always. Anyway, I don't know. That just sounds smoother to me, <laughs> but uh but no, so um, that's what we're going to be talking about today. And in this half, we're going to be talking about being conscious. So we're going to start there first. Um, I have made uh, episodes in the past in regards to self-awareness and being mindful. This is going to be um, centered around that idea as well and being conscious as we talk about this Monday. Um, this cold, cold Monday. <laughs> So, um, so like I said, we shared the second law and now we're going to talk about something that I strongly believe is, um, very important in understanding my wife and I, when we worked with, uh, married couples, one thing that we focused on, um, very, very heavily inside, you know, working with marriages and their relationships was understanding transitions, being conscious about transitions transitions can be good or bad and usually i believe that when you are transitioning into one part of your life and your journey to another i strongly believe that um that's when the enemy likes to come and mess you up the most really get into you know your psychology and just, you know, your mind and just try to shake you up emotionally, 
mentally, spiritually, all that. And this is how a lot of times my wife and I, we've learned when a transition is about to happen because, you know, that's, you know, the enemy at this point, as long as he's been here, he's kind of like AI, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he understands the algorithms. He understands that when a transition is coming and it's about to, you know, you're about to hit a transition. And so he starts pre-gaming. Y'all know about pre-gaming. <laughs> Before you go out to the club, you usually take, you know, some drinks inside the house and everything. That was that was the pregame before you go out. Um, but that's kind of like how uh, the devil likes to do it. When he gets that pregame, that pregame is kind of like preconditioning us emotionally, you know, um, that we can get tripped up before we even start that transition. So it could be like an information you hear um, that changes your life. It could be you know, somehow you don't know it, but you're going to move soon or you're going to get awarded something soon. Whatever that case may be, he catch winds, he catch, catches wind of it and starts to trip you up before you even getting get to that um, transition. Um, so now when transitions happen, OK, then in the middle of transitions, that's usually where things start happening where maybe you start, you know, you're in a marriage and you start arguing more or the kids start arguing with the kids more. And it seems like life is getting very chaotic. Why are you in the middle of your transition? And you're like, why is this happening? Why, why am I, why am I, you know, why is all this happening when, you know, even if it's a transition, you know, it's good. You know, I can't even enjoy this transition because all this is happening. And so this is not anything that is going to ever go away. This, you know, whatever we're doing in life, um, you know, like I said, my main target, main, not only, but my main target audience is fathers, right? Modern dad society, men. And so with men, we are the ones that have to lead the charge through transition, changing from one space to another mentally too. You know, I like to call myself a space traveler. Like, no, not in outer space, but just the space, <laughs> space around us mentally. And so, um, so when you travel from one space to another space travelers, um, then what happens is, um, you know, just like you would, you know, um, you know, um, any journey you would take any that you see in a movie or whatever, every time there's always challenges that occur within that journey. Well, when you transition, there's going to be challenges. You can never get away from challenges. But the issue is that now we're transitioning, we're having to learn transitions, um, you know, as parents with children, when, you know, sometimes for us, it's kind of like we need quiet and silence for us to think, you know, like we need to make sure we make the best decisions. But then you got the kids running around loud and you're like, man, if I could just get it. So now you're snapping at the kids like, yo, hush, I need just a second to think, you know, um, and so, cause you know, it could be a lot, the transition could be big. And so it's like, how do you navigate transitions in regards to, you know, dealing with a family, you know, being the leader, having to be the one that's the emotional, um, stable one, you know, uh, with emotional intelligence. And so, um, I definitely want to get into that, um, more, um, deeper, but for now there's a certain type of transition I want to talk about, which is a small transition. And this small transition is the transition from, um, it's not necessarily a huge life change, but it's a transition from one role to another. So, you know, as men, we'll go from father to man at work, from man at work 
back to father again, uh, you know, very quickly throughout the day. You know, if you work like a nine to five or you go to work every day, um, you leave the house. Anytime you leave the house and you're going to work or you're in work mode, you put on a man that works, you know, and that man at work is trying to accomplish one thing and that's get through the day. So, you know, get through the day, complete that goal, hunt, you know, you become the hunter. And so, uh, so how do you, you know, when you're done hunting, how do you go back to being a tender, loving father? Because whether you want to believe it or not, um, these are, these are roles that we, we carry. Okay. And the body is not meant to, you know, operate a certain way in each role of your life. Okay. Cause while you're with your kid, you know, you don't need to be in fight or flight, you know, like you're being chased by a lion or something, you know, because then you start probably getting a little bit more irritable and stuff because your body thinks it's about to get attacked. And so, you know, so many things that goes into that. But um, I won't dive heavy into the psychology of it, per se. But just understand that with every transition, even if from life transition to small transition from work to home, home to work. Um, just know that, uh, there are certain things that we should consider in these transitions so we can help. And this is what they talk about. Have a healthy work life balance, work home balance. Okay. This is breaking down the idea, the core of having a solid balance. So this is be conscious about that, right? That's the first thing that, you know, I want to make sure that, um, that I say, but you know, that feeling of walking through the door after a long day, briefcase in your hand, email notifications going off an instant, you know, the instant daddy cry from a child, you know, it's like a potent cocktail of roles clashing. But before you dive into, you know, the work mode drills or answering work emails while, you know, rocking the, you know, sleepy toddler to sleep, consider the power of a conscious transition from work mode to, to dad mode. And so there are important factors on, um, you know, why this truly matters uh, to be able to transition and be aware of the tra- the challenge that comes with the transitions. Um, for you, it's, you know, leaving work stress, you know, at the door gives you a mental space to be fully present with your family. And it, you know, prevents work tension from spilling over and affecting your mood and interactions with your with your children. On the other hand, um, for your family, you know, your kids pick up on your energy. A grumpy, distracted dad doesn't, you know, create a warmth and connected atmosphere, you know, they crave. So they pick up on your energy and we may not know it, but they do. And they may try to ignore it by asking you a question just because they want to, they want you to be happy like them, you know, um, but it's easy for us to to, to let that show and not even be aware of it, you know? So they pick up that as well. Um, even with your relationship is another example of who this affects because building a meaningful bond with your children requires your emotional availability. So building the relationship with your children, um, you know, requires you to be vulnerable, you know, vulnerable and breaking down the walls of, uh, you know, um, pride and whatever this world, you know, puts on us as adults, we have to allow ourselves to put those, those walls down. So our children, we can build that meaningful relationship with them. And so, um, being constantly checked out due to work can create a lot of distance 
um, in between our children. And we may not see it right off the bat, like soon, um, you know, sooner than, you know, um, you probably be aware of. But what happens is it's going to start making small changes in the psychology of your children. And so um, they're not going to feel safe and feel that you're available. And then you're going to wonder why, you know, your daughters, something happens and they didn't tell you about it, but usually they do. And you're like, why didn't you tell me about that? Well, they may lie. They may lie to you, make up some excuse. But truth is, you don't they don't feel that you're com- they're comfortable enough to, to talk to you. So um, keep that in mind. If you're wondering why, you you know, don't get mad. But if you're wondering why that, you know, your children are not talking to you the same way they used to and, and open with you, um, it's probably you. So um, consider that. And then, you know, talk to somebody because they can confirm if that's true. But I'm just saying most of the time it's us and our children don't want to hurt our feelings and say that. So they may say something else, um, you know, that, you know, just not feeling good or I just don't feel like talking or I just you weren't, you know, mommy was there, whatever. Hopefully they're honest. What? But if they don't want to tell you the truth, it's because they just, you know, they're more concerned about your feelings. So keep that in mind. Just start checking yourself and making sure that. You know, you're just start being aware of how you're responding when they do tell you stuff or they come to you. Like, you know, are you kind of shoo them away? Are you telling them wait and not getting back to them? Are you responding kind of harsh? You know, just keep that in mind um, because I know this is a have seen it. So I know this is a thing um, and I'm this is not everybody. So don't take it to, to heart. But if you do see a change, um, just know that that's it. So so these are these are how transitions can affect you in the relationship with your kids, even like a physical shift, right? There's a physical shift, um, you know, uh, that, that you should consider when you're transitioning from work to home. And this is something we taught, you know, um, we taught, uh, in our, with our clients who were married, we told them about this as well, because spouses need the same, um, they need the same structure. So when you come home, okay, from work, And uh, what you need to do is create a decompression zone. So dedicate a few minutes before entering the house to unwind, take a walk, listen to common music or do simple stretches. Anything that that changes that that allows you to decompress and kind of collect your thoughts. For me, uh, when I was in Phoenix, when I first got to Phoenix, um, I start working for this construction company and that was probably the most like ridiculous labor I've ever done in my life. And I've worked for like two men in a truck. Um, you know, a lot of moving companies that requires a lot of strength, but something about construction, <laughs> probably cause it's like, I was 40 minutes away. So it's really, to me, it's staying awake, getting up before him in the morning, trying to be there for five. So that right there was tough. And so you get there and it's 12 hours shifts, great money. Don't get me wrong. It was enough to, you know, make us very, you know, financially set. But it's like 12 hours, 5 a.m., getting off at like 4 or 5 or whatever. And um, then traffic sitting back is another challenge. That you, so for me, that was like, it was a lot for me. And so the first thing I did when I got home was I took a turn on the shower, got in the shower, put on some nice soft music, and I would just just take my time in the shower so I can allow myself to um to transition from from. <laughs> from, you know, construction, world of construction, uh, the man who works, the working dad to the father at home. So, um, so I, I utilize those very often because if I just got home 
and I didn't get to like, you know what I'm saying? Take a shower, put some deodorant on or something. And then I started having to go switch into, you know, daddy mode real quick. I'm probably going to be a little irritated because I know I stink and I don't, you know, I don't even feel comfortable. So it's easy for somebody to just be, you know, uh, to just be, uh, what do you call it? Just irritable. Like I just, I can't stay dirty. I don't mind getting dirty, but staying dirty. I'm, I just, I, my hygiene is important, uh, to me. So, um, so I'm going to be irritated if I don't get to do that. Um, so anyway, so that's, that's, that's the important part that I feel like every father should have, whether you think you should have it or not, you should, you should, you should create it. Cause if you're doing well transitioning, then imagine how much better you would do and, and having that time for yourself. And like I said, this is not optional. This is mandatory. And even if you are perfectly emotionally balanced from work to, to home, this is not optional. This is mandatory. You have to. So just imagine that your life will get even better once you create that decompression, you know, um, Jeep compression zone for a few minutes, five, 15, say like 15, 20 minutes or so. Um, time for it takes you to take a decent shower, groom yourself, you know, get out just, you know, uh, around that time. So, um, so another thing that it does too, is it cues the costume change. So, you know, when you swap your work clothes for something more comfortable and familiar, it's a symbolic um, switch that signals the change in roles. So when you go from, you know, like I, it's easy to say come in construction or if you're a police officer or anything that has to do with gear, heavy weighted material on you, you know, it's an easy physical transition that you're aware of because you're lighter, you're more looser, you know, and so once you do that psychologically, it switches your mind. You know, you get in something comfortable. You're not in, you know, that, that fight or flight's not kicking at that adrenaline is not running like it did, you know, before uh, alone, just having to carry heavy gear, you know, your body is relaxed. And so, um, so it's not just a physical change, uh, costume change, but it's a mental costume change as well that takes place when you are actually doing that. So, you know, mentally understand like you're, you're switching, you're literally taking off the costume, uh, having a costume change from one act to another. And so the audience, uh, which is, you know, um, how reality responds to you and everybody else, like people and stuff, you know, the audience aren't going to believe that that new role that you're putting on. If you don't mentally put on the, the different costume as well, um, cause you may be looking different, but you're still stressed and, you know, so, Keep in mind when you're changing your physical uniform, clothes and everything, imagine it really just being a costume that you're taking off so you can put on another to convince the audience, which is everyone else, that you are a different person. OK, so keep that in mind. Um, <clears throat> another thing to consider, too, in transitioning from work mode to dad mode is to leave the electronics behind. So avoid checking work emails uh, and then, you know, or calls until later, you know, your family deserves the, your undivided attention. So eating meals together, um, you know, I mentioned before, we don't, you, we don't, we, uh, we have a TV, but we don't use it like, you know, cable and stuff. We may pull it out sometimes, um, you know, uh, for the kids to watch. And, you know, other than that, the TV just kind of sits, but, um, but we definitely don't watch TV while we eat. And we don't, um, we don't use our phones while we are at the table either. We sit and we talk 
me personally, I don't like the sound of chewing. I think it's very, um, dis, uh, it's like, it's just very, just, I just don't like it. <laughs> and so for me, I just put on some jazz or some music and, um, you know, so I don't have to focus on chewing because my mind will get drawn to whatever is the main thing happening. So, uh, so, you know, uh, there's no excuse because if that's the case, I could have made an excuse and said, I'm just going to distract myself in my phone because I don't, I don't care to hear people chew. Like that's not, that's not a good excuse. So, um, so, uh, I just put on music, but my main important aspect of this or, um, thing that I'm trying to get you to understand is that, um, we can't allow ourselves to not be in the moment and conscious of, you know, um, being where we are, right. We're not at work. We're not hanging out with friends. We're, we're just, <laughs> we're at home. And so, um, so that's what we have to mentally be is at home and you can, you know, mentally, if your mind is elsewhere and whatever you're looking at, you're not like, you can't have two things at once. You're not there. You like, you may physically be there, but mentally you may have missed a whole conversation that your daughter and your wife or your son and your, you know, your daughter was having a conversation about, um, and it could have been a very entertaining conversation or just something just to put in your memory bank to, to pull out later and just enjoy. But either way, you weren't conscious enough for it because you weren't checked in. You were wherever you were on your phone. Okay. So you're going to have to create some mental shifts with all that. Um, like I said, the decompression, all that is, is practicing mindfulness. So that's how you fix that. You become mindful. You know, you get home. If you know what time you get off of work and you know what time you get home, set an alarm. You know, it could just say be mindful. And now that means is that I'm in being intentional about the decisions that I'm making right now. I'm being conscious about going, hey, your wife, let your wife know. OK, it's like, hey, when I come home, just give me like 15 minutes before, you know, uh, we need to such and such or whatever the case may be. But let her know, like when you when you come home, you need 15 minutes so you can kind of get your thoughts together. She'll respect that. I mean, it's just 15 more minutes like that's, you know, and, you know, wise, if you're listening to this, respect that, that he needs that time. Um, I know you've been with the babies. You may have been with the babies all day, you know, but just give 15 minutes because it's better to have 15 minutes of, you know, quality dad than just regular dad. So uh, so take that 15 minutes. Be mindful. Set an alarm. Um, you know, when it comes to that, you know, when it comes to, um, the costume change, we have to connect with our senses. Like, you know, we have to be able to be aware that mindfulness is not this foreign thing. And so when you're in the shower, when you're getting out of the shower, when you're, you know, walking through the door, whatever the case may be, being mindful is taking a few breaths and consciously focusing on the present moment, you know, and, and letting go of all the, the work worries. And then you connect with your senses, which is, you know, you notice the sight, you notice, you notice sound, you notice smells of your home and this grounds you in the here and now. And so, you know, when you come home, you listen to your kids giggle, you know, you just become mindful, become very aware because I know a lot of times for me, I will come home and just be thinking about whoever cut me off on the way to, you know, on the way home from work, 
you know, or the guy that pissed me off at work or the fact that I didn't get that raise or just now I'm just coming up with examples. But, you know, for me, it was just like, you know, I needed to, I would think about my day coming home, you know, unconscious. So connect with your senses, learn to connect with, set this alarm to become mindful of your breaths and, you know, letting go of the work worries. And then you want to connect with your senses, the sight, sound, smells and all that stuff. Right. And then set an attention, remind yourself why you work so hard, you know, your family. So, um, you know, frame your arrival as, as, as a chance to connect and enjoy them. And so, um, so what you want to do is make sure that you remind yourself, you know, why you work so hard and, and it's for your family and, you know, you, um, frame your arrival as a chance to connect and enjoy them because, you know, like I said, it's, it's the last thing you want is to, I mentioned that movie click one time. Sometimes I think in men, we, we, we have that remote where you can, you know, we try to fast forward our, our life, but we do it mentally, you know, by checking out. So because whatever we're thinking about is more interesting than what's happening in that moment. So don't do that because it will go on autopilot just like that movie. And you're going to wonder where the time has been. So you have to make sure you engage, engage with your family, you know, hard. How do you break through transition? How do you break through, you know, the emotions that will hold you back? Well, one is you're going to greet them with enthusiasm, a big hug, silly joke, genuine. How was your day? You know, it goes a long way. You got to break through the frame that that may bog you down on a day that may be tougher than most to engage and get out work mode. You've got to fight through that barrier, that emotional barrier, reset your frame before you come into your home. And so the way you do that is you play that role. You give them a quick hug, blah, blah, blah. Go, go, um, take a, you know, do what you need to do to re- decompress, press, and then you come out and you hit it hard again. Hey, how's, you know, how's my, how's my girls? How's my, boy, my young men, you know, this, that, and other. And so, um, you know, do with enthusiasm so you can actually make sure that you're pushing yourself through that transition of dad mode. Um, focus on shared activity. So, um, you know, make sure you're doing something with your children, um, play a game, read a book, uh, help with dinner, choose something you can do together to savor the act interactions. Um, so it can be something small, you know, our family, um, you usually like to do Bible study at night. Um, and so, uh, or the girls have been doing during the day, but if it's not that, you know, eating dinner together and, um, you know, we have like these little card games we can play on the table that has these like conversation and questioning things. Um, but either way, there are multiple things that you can do to be in that moment and push through and into the role of a father roll back into daddy mode. Um, so, and then the biggest thing is be present in the moment. So listen, you know, attentively ask questions and put your phone away, show them that you're truly interested in their lives. When they're talking to you, just ask questions, be really in, involved in the conversation because eventually a child will get used to, and I say child, but you, younger, I mean, older kids as well. Like it doesn't matter. Eventually people become numb to your interact, their, your interactions with them. So if they're always talking to you on your phone, like it's, that's just how, what they understand to be true moving forward, that it's okay to do that. But we know it's not because there's a lot of information we could be missing and it doesn't push us to be present. So they become numb and they think it's just how you do life. So keep that in mind that 
you know, um, we got to allow ourselves to really, really focus on being present in the very moment when it comes or being conscious of our actions and being present. So, um, so remember, you know, transitioning to dad mode isn't about perfection. It's about awareness and effort. So even the small gestures of presence make a difference. Um, and you know, as you cultivate this habit, you'll find yourself calmer, more connected and experiencing the joys of fatherhood like never before. So communicate to your partner, whether you're with them or not, um, you know, and share your intentions to be more, you know, present and ask for their support, you know, because you're all in this together. So keep that in mind because a united front strengthens the family bond. OK, um, probably a nice little note to write down, too. <laughs> I like that. So. Um, so we talked about big transitions. We talked about life transitions, right? Understanding what life transitions look like, how that affects you. And then we start talking about the medium transitions, I guess I'll call it. Um, you know, we have the medium transitions and, and that's from, you know, going from work mode to home mode. And we broke down understanding what that looked like ways to, um, actually, uh, the proper way to transition and be mindful to the transition. So you're not having to bring the, the work stress home. So now let's break down that even further into smaller transition. That's from, you know, dinner to bedtime, which is the last two transitions at, that you would typically see in the night. Okay. Um, and this goes for if you have young kids, a lot of kids, little kids, bigger kids, older kids, whatever the case may be. If they're under your house, this is a good structure to create. Okay. So dinner time, everyone's in your house. Have respect for dinner. Okay. If I mean, if it's you know, like your direct family. If you have people living with you, that's different. Uncle don't have to come down. Uncle, uncle, uh, you know, uh, Jonathan don't have to come down right now, you know, and, uh, and eat with everybody else if you don't want to. So, but at least for your direct family that's in the home, again, it doesn't matter how many kids you have, the different ages, if you're in the house, you know, we respectfully have dinner together, right? So have a dinner that's, you know, you're sitting down together and you're eating together and no one gets up until it's time to transition. Okay. Because doing that alone, the deposits of that is so, so important to have. Like, for example, it helps with your communication between the family. They, they've talked about that families are usually more successive at successive, successful at achieving their goals. Um, when they're having dinners together, they even talk about positive mental health. Um, even a 2022 survey by the American Health Association found that 91% of parents reported that their families were significantly less stressed when their families ate when they ate together regularly. So, you know, there's so many different positives with that um, alongside creating a routine. I mean, it's good to have a routine within the family and making memories, you know, so that is how you can learn to be mindful during dinner times and enjoy the significance to what that brings you. Okay. Um, so you transition from, from, um, the kitchen. So what I do is everybody cleans up. Nobody goes upstairs until the kitchen's clean. So even if you're done, like my girls, we do everyone from my son, my one-year-old son knows this too. He, his job is to take the trash, all the trash, the paper, he knows how to put in the trash can, I will be sitting there and he will be like, daddy, daddy, he'll try to, you know, signal for my, for my trash. He'll say trash. 
and I'll give him the trash and he'll get down immediately and put in the trash. So that's his job. My uh, oldest daughter, her job is to um, do the dishes. My youngest daughter, her job is to get um, Genesis, the middle daughter, the middle child. Her job is to get all the dishes off the table, ketchup, condiments, whatever the case is on there, salt, whatever, put everything back and, um, you know, and make sure the floor is swept. And then they, when they're done, if someone's done earlier, then they'll sit down on the couch and they'll wait. They'll wait until everybody's done. That is a transition. Then we'll sit on the couch um, on usually on days that are the weekend on the weekdays. That's pretty set because they have school. So we know what's happening. But this we'll sit on the couch and we'll talk about the next transition. Like, all right, girls, uh, you guys go get ready. You know, um, when you're done, do this. We give them tasks. That's for their age. If they're older, you may not have to do this, but you can still sit on the couch and just have a moment to just talk, you know, and, and just plan. Um, but if you want them to go upstairs, the important part is you yourself. And if you're married, you're with your spouse, you're sitting down and you're transitioning and talking about the next move, who needs to do what, what needs to be prepared for the next day. Okay. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, that's, that's how we transition into one thing to another. And so once everyone's done washing the dishes, everyone can get up from the couch. Now we've just talked about what we're going to do. They go upstairs and okay, they're able to watch TV for an hour. Okay. Um, maybe it's a weekend and we'll let them watch uh, a movie or something before they go to bed. But then when it's time to go to bed, uh, there's a certain procedure. Um, I slacked on it lately. Um, because like I said, transitions, it's kind of hard when you're moving States and you're getting, you know, those big transitions really affect the smaller transitions when it comes to trying to structure certain things within the house and certain routines. And so we just moved here to Texas. So our transition has kind of been like all over the place. But uh, we're understanding with that and we know that we're going to have to start rebuilding because you always have to rebuild most times when it comes to, um, you know, having routines and going after going through big uh, transitions. So. So anyway, um, but normally in the past, we'd have a whole routine where they take a shower, get their night clothes, um, you know, have a Bible study or pray and then they'll go to sleep. And so this is a bedtime routine that we have. with them and the reason why that's important because it really helps with the bonding booster you know having that quality connection that time with them um, sharing stories memories communication channels children tend to be a lot more open when they're um, relaxed and they're in bed Um, helps with the emotional equilibrium as well which is you know the stress relief self-regulation and skill you know being able to um, you know especially younger kids have them you know self-regulate self-regulate and learn about routines and figure out how to manage themselves. Um, and you know, actually remembering tasks to do. And so there's so many, um, there's so many good things when it comes to these transitions, understanding these transitions and don't just, you know, fly into it, you know, half doing it. You have to be very aware of what you're doing it because, Um, And we'll go our next episode on Wednesday. We'll talk about being present. This is being conscious. And we're talking about being present um, and how to be more present when you're actually there, when you're consciously aware of what's going on, then you become present. Um, But uh, the first thing you have to do is become conscious. You have to become aware of what's happening. You have to become aware. It's like your eyes open and you're, you know, it's like waking, you wake up in the morning and, um, you know, have you ever woken up someplace you don't remember falling asleep? And the first thing you do is you wake up and you you scan the room. You're like looking like, okay, where am I? You know? And so uh, that's what you have to do. You have to have moments where your conscious is like waking up, 
you know, waking up your, your spiritual eye, you know, and being mentally aware and then looking at your environment to figure out what's going on, what you need to do. Um, and you know what this means, how you should transition. So, um, so yeah, I just wanted to share that, but remember, you know, the magic lies with in tailoring routines for your children, um, you know, and, or your older adults, your kids, right? Um, you know, for your little ones, it might involve bath time, story time, lullabies, but older kids might prefer quiet reading, journaling, calming music, um, be flexible, you know, involve your, your, you know, your child, your son, your daughter and creating the routine and most importantly, have fun. And so, um, you know, I understand with older children, they may want to have a, they want to do their own thing separate, but encourage it, tell them, Hey, what are you about to do? journal. Okay. Just take some time, teach them about transitions. Don't let them just slide in to, you know, brushing their teeth, washing their face into bed, trying to, you know, because then we're disciplined about our time too. We're more aware of our time. And so we have to be aware of our time so we can focus on being able to, um, have moments where we can transition properly from one thing to another, man, I'm telling you, you teach your kids, your young ones. Now, if you teach them this right now, you're going to have some very successful kids. I promise you that. Like my, my children, you know, they're, um, you know, they're doing well for what we feel like they should be doing right now at their age. They're doing great in school. They're very, you know, they communicate with us, ask us, in que- you know, questions. They talk to us about things that's going on um, in their life. And so they're doing really well. And this all has to do with the upbringing, us taking time, being conscious in the way, um, you know, how we're raising them. And so intentional parenting you know, is what's kind of like been thrown around lately. So go ahead and, you know, ditch the bedtime chaos or, uh, the scramble when you come from work to, uh, to home, there's no, everything that happens is just ironic. No, it's not ironic. So ditch all that, you know, now that you, that it's important to be conscious of one of the biggest things that affects our relationship with our children. And that is our transition. Okay. So I broke that down for you. Um, if you need to listen to it again, I definitely encourage you to listen to it again. Uh, cause it was a lot. I want to kind of just be casual in the conversation and try not to be so teaching, but I want to give a lot of my personal experiences as well. Um, because like I said, these are things that I've become aware of and that's truly helped me. And when my wife and I have taught transitions to married couples, it changed their entire relationship. I mean, it saves marriages because, um, one couple we work with didn't even know that they argue every Thursdays, every Thursdays before the weekend, before Friday, they would argue and they would usually be having a bad argument. And so once they become aware and set a reminder that it was every Thursday that they seem to argue, they, they were able to anticipate it and set up some uh, safeguards, you know, to prevent that, um, you know, which we broke down to them, but that's, that's a whole nother, uh, <laughs> a whole nother podcast. Um, so, but yeah, this is something that can work well too with, when it comes to your children is understanding the power of transitions. Cause it's more than 50%. Um, you know, it's, it's a huge percentage when it comes to the reason why we don't connect or we have a hard time connecting with our children is because we have got caught up in a transition, weren't aware of it and didn't know how to navigate around that transition. So um, so anyway, I'll discuss this more and more. Cause it's, like I said, this is such an important, um, thing that a lot of people aren't conscious about. 
and um, it's, it needs to be talked about more. So I will continue to talk about transitions, um, but uh, I want to share that today in our be conscious uh, part and uh, let you be conscious of transition. So, so thank you so much for taking this time. Um, I enjoyed having this conversation with you. I hope that this was um, impactful for you. I hope this, um, even if you are good with transitions, great, keep doing it, teach somebody else how to do it. Because if you are aware of transitions and you've known about this, then this is something I'm telling you that you need to share with other people. Cause a lot of people are unaware of the power of transitions and what that does towards the relationship of the family. Okay. You got the big transitions with like life transitions, smaller transitions, which is like your day-to-day transitions. And then you have this, I mean the medium transitions, I guess. And then you have the smaller transitions, which is from small transitioning to like dinner to bedtime. Okay. And you know, even that's important. So, so thank you. I will see you on Wednesday. And until then, like I always say, and like we're talking about now, be conscious, stay present always. 